It's the Novice Crowncast. It's Chris, it's Garrett, it's Nick, and our guest this week is University of Florida softball player Christina Wellen. Christina, how are you? I'm so good. How are you today? Thanks for doing this. You are a novice athlete, and we'll get into you know what that means to you and, and why Nick and Garrett and, and Scott wanted to make sure you were part of the family here. Uh, but uh, do you have just a standing green light when you are put on the bases from your head? Can you just steal whenever you want? I don't think I can reveal that information. Oh, yeah. I can't give that info away. Oh, man. Yeah. I always wish I, I was – I always wanted that green light just the a little light. people probably have a good idea when you're on the base paths though right yes <laughs> but here's the thing like and i mean even given all your speed um stealing a base in college softball is incredibly difficult isn't it yes Espe yes especially in division one the competition usually the girls have great arms and it's it's pretty difficult, I guess. And when, when you can't leave the bag until a certain point, it's not like in baseball you just read the pitcher and go on a first move type of thing. I mean, you have to right. time that perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, it definitely – so that that's kind of how I ended up where I am right now is just that 60 feet and how fast you can run it. Um, it's all about, like, getting a good jump and um, – just being aware of the situation, the play. So if, if the batter hits it here or there and I'm stealing, like what, how can I react? So, um, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm always learning it. Every situation is different. Yeah. And I know you, when we talked at first, you were saying like, you knew that was your, your thing, like running your speed. And yeah. so you did everything you could to kind of just really just hone your craft as a runner and a base runner and and like stealing bases so i definitely want to get into that you know hear a little bit more of how that whole um part of your game kind of gave you the opportunity at florida but um yeah i think it's just a fascinating story of knowing like your gifts yeah yeah so go oh, ahead Christina. yeah no, go i was ahead. gonna say yeah because softball is you know it's an interesting sport where especially in the outfield i might get one or two balls a game where if you're running uh or the best batters hit three out of ten times where if you're running a distance it's a number like you can't you can't argue with it you can't say um you know i didn't see her hit you know five out of ten times so she's not good enough so i i realized like okay numbers don't lie they don't have favorites so if i can present the coach with facts of Here's how I can add to the team. And of course, like speed also translates into the outfield and other things. But um, right. that was just my my thought of pursuing softball at UF as a walk-on. Did awesome. you, you were an All-State player. Um, and I know obviously UF is a, is a great program. You've been to the College World Series. Um, okay, you, you start talking analytically here about, hey, there's a set distance, and if I run it in a certain amount of time, almost no matter how good of an arm that catcher has, I should be safe at second. Did you, are, did you like physics in high school? Or did you enjoy math? I mean, you're getting into algebra here and maybe some calculus. <laughs> I, I do like calculus. Um, I started as an accounting student, but I wouldn't say that I – I was ever good at physics 
Uh, I don't think I've ever taken, or I've taken one physics course, but no, actually, um, I'm just, I'm studying business admin on the pre-law track right now. Nice. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it here. Um, Dan, Jason, who you know here at Novice, filled me in a little bit here. The story is incredible. Gee, I know, I know you know it. Uh, Nick, you probably do as well at this point. But Christina, you get to Florida and you just kind of filled us in a little bit here. Hey, my path to getting onto this team is to be an efficient base stealer, a threat on the bases, uh, and maybe good defensively. Take us back to that that day where you decided, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to walk on here. And what was the coach's reaction? And then how did you actually secure that spot? Okay, and then we'll get into a little bit of a bump in the road you hit. Uh, sure. Yeah. So it all it all started, I guess, in high school. I was I was playing softball, doing pretty well. Um, I was on a travel, I was on some travel ball teams. I'd always played up because I have four older siblings. My brother played baseball, my sister played softball. So if I wanted to play, I had to play on an 18 u team as a sixth grader. And so actually I started on my first travel ball team also as a runner, um, you know, sitting the bench, just observing, watching, running, and then of course, working my way onto the outfield. That's kind of how I learned. But I realized that wasn't really good for recruiting because most high-level programs are looking for my class in, you know, 14U or 13U at that time, which is super young, but that's how recruiting was at the time. So you were 12 years old playing 18U? Um, I think I was, I think I was 13 or, wow. yeah, I was, entering high, I was entering high school because it was my only opportunity to play. And so my dad talked to the travel ball coach and was like, hey, I have this my other daughter she just wants to be around the game you know maybe she can play a little bit of outfield but we didn't have high expectations at the time um <laughs> so i was i was just there having a good time and i learned i watched and it was so fun being able to play with my older sister anna um but i realized it was detrimental for me in terms of getting That's exposure true. and, and mm. getting recruited by a high like a high level program so i had always gone to college camps and um I, I guess um, I looked at the wrong places. They weren't the right fits for me. So I kind of was just a good softball player who also prioritized school and other extracurriculars. So I had a good resume. I applied to UF eventually and got in and I realized it's, I grew up a Gator. My dad went to UF. He also tried to walk on the baseball team, but that's another story. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. I joke around with him. I say, dad, I, I, I made it farther than you did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I grew up a Gator and I, I got in and then I'm on academic money through our state um, Bright Future Scholarship. So I decided the business school is incredible. I'm going to go to Florida. But that also meant, oh, this is a SEC championship team, historically um, a fantastic um, program that has made the World Series pretty consistently. Um, it wasn't like a real, it didn't even feel like a real goal. I was just like, okay, this is the point where I was like, I'm going to be a student here. I also play softball and I love the sport so much. I'm going to do whatever I can to get a tryout 
and see what happens. So I'm going to go until I get a no. That's what I was going to say. Like, that's kind of what I went into the process with is go until you get a no. And so I um, utilized my network in terms of, you know, just different coaches I've worked with. My hitting coach, he gave me, I think, the coach's number, um, an email, like personal email. So I just emailed him and said, hey, um, I'm an incoming freshman and I'm interested in, you know, walking on just I don't know what I what I even said in the email, but it was basically like, I'm here if you want me. And this was a year, so the whole world was shut down. All my classes were online, would be online. I'm still in the summer. But um, the coach replies, and I look back at this email thread, and I just, I cringe so hard because I, I feel like he said no. And he did say no at first because he was like, well, like, our roster is full. We don't have a need for outfielders right now. Our budget's tight because of COVID. We're not ho- hosting a, a walk-on tryout this year. And I totally disregarded the whole half, first half of that email and focused on we're not having a tryout this year. Nice. And I took that as, oh, it's a COVID thing. I'm going <laughs> to go next year. I'm going to try next year. So I – since all my classes were online because of COVID, I stayed home. I did my work um, and I trained uh, so hard. I love my trainer. Her name is Janine Hutto. She's, she's incredible. And she is someone who was one of my best friends during that time where I, I didn't know anybody in college and I was just kind of on my own, but she really helped me remain focused on my goal. And I talked to her about it and she's like, all right, we're going to get you fast. And so I train harder than I've ever trained in my life. Um, and since I graduated high school as a young senior, I was able to play travel ball the summer of my freshman year of college. Nice. Yeah. So I emailed the coach. I have the email thread still. I, I'll keep it. I printed it out. Um, a year later, I emailed him again and said, hey, coach, so here, here's my summer schedule. I'm playing in all these tournaments. Next thing I know, I'm in a tournament in Colorado or California. Um, There's a really big tournament out there every year. And I see someone in the stands with like bright orange, just a bright orange outfit. Dead giveaway. I know. I was like, you can't even, you can't even be a little subtle or anything. So I'm up to bat. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I had the worst at bat of my life. I think I struck out in three pitches and the girl was throwing me balls. And I was like, well, there goes my opportunity to play in Florida. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> and they were videoing it. It was bad. Um, I later found out that the outfield coach who I love now, his his name is um, Eric Thomas. He's awesome. I, I found out later he was incognito on another game. I guess they kind of figured out that I was a little bit of a head case at the time. Wow. <laughs> he watched one of my games and then I got a call to come visit the coach's office in Gainesville and I got back to school and then I was presented with an opportunity to walk on the team over the course of the fall season. Wow. Okay. So then you get onto the team, right? And what is your first experience like there? Yeah, so making it on the team was cr- uh, crazy. I think it was in the middle of finals week. So I 
I was studying for exams. I had exams. Um, and then my dad sent me a picture of the website and we had taken headshots and done all the media stuff, like just in case. Um, so I had, I didn't even have a real Jersey. I had like, uh, just like one of the extras that they had, they weren't put, they didn't put my name on it until well after, but, um, sure enough, the roster online was released for the 2022 roster and I was on it and yeah. So it was, that was a special day. It was short lived, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it was, it was incredible. Yeah. So you got to tell us about, obviously that is like a huge feat in itself. Make the team after, you know, kind of fighting for yourself and knowing your talent, finally getting that opportunity. You say it's short-lived. Tell us the next part of the story where, you know, you're on the team, super excited on that high, and then what takes place? Sure. So that night that I'm talking about, I had, I'm pretty sure I had three exams back to back to back. I wasn't able to go to practice that day. Um, I was completely exhausted. And the next day um, we run at 6 a.m. every Wednesday. And that's, what I'm good at. I, I love <laughs> six AM runs. Love them so much. And so sure enough, I set my alarm, my head hits the pillow, and I'm like, Oh yes, I think I crushed that exam. I'm excited for it runs tomorrow. And so my head my head hits the pillow for six AM runs and I wake up the next morning at six fifteen. And I was like, Oh no. I look at my phone, it had blown up. I, I had it on Do Not Disturb, which I've changed since my teammates were calling and texting like, where are you? Where are you? And I looked at, I was like, what the heck? My alarm didn't go off. And so I, um, I looked and I set PM alarms. Um, not been there before. Well, yep. Yeah. I set 4:45 PM on my, wow. phone. and so my alarm didn't go off and I ended up showing up and, that's just something that, especially when you get to a very high level, is not tolerated um, to, you know, neglect your responsibilities as a teammate and as a player. So that was, you know, something that caused the coach to, you know, say, you know, represent the Gator, the Gator standard of this is not how we work here. And I ended up getting kicked off the team for a period of time. And yeah, that was, that was one of the hardest, um, hardest points in my life for sure. Um, but one of the most rewarding and, um, a great moment of learning in my life for who I am and where my identity lies. Okay. So Christina, how much time goes by from that day? when you showed up late for the run to your next communication with coach. Cause I know that that wasn't going to be like it for you. You clearly, you didn't read his first email. You're not going to, you're not going to listen to his message of, you know, this is not the way we do. You're, you're done. Right. Yeah. So I, I, um, I, I messaged him a week later. I, I had to go home. I couldn't be in Gainesville at that point. I went home, which is, just in Tampa, two hours away. Um, and when I got back, I I was like, okay, well, first of all, whenever you make a mistake, you have to, you have to realize, okay, how can I fix it? 
how can I make sure this never happens again? And, and be able to present that obviously in my next mm -hmm. meeting. So I, now my phone is on, it's on um, military time. So there are no AMs and PMs. There's 24 hours in a day. And it's nice. I enjoy it. I had to do sure. math for like a few months, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I, and then I also got an old, like one of those old clunky alarm clocks that like, there's like two metal pieces in it. Like, wow. It's very loud. I'm pretty sure my neighbors hate me and it wakes me up um, and them up every morning. So I set two, uh, I set three alarms now, <laughs> which is maybe a little excessive, but you have to learn to adjust and adapt and understand who you are. And yeah. Wow. So I, um, you texted the, you said you texted the coach when you got I texted, back. I texted, I texted the coach to meet up with him and I had my final conversation. I was trying to plead my case, you know, I'm pre-law. So I was like, here are all the reasons that, you know, I, I feel like I should have another chance. And he, he was firm. He said, he's like, I'm a man of my word. Like, I'm sorry. And, and I honestly, I thank him for that because again, it, started a point in my life where I had to really assess a lot of areas. Um, but I told him, I was like, if you need base running, I'm here. Like I'm on, I'm on, I'm on campus. I'm in Gainesville. And so that was August, end of September, beginning November. And then it was, you know, end of fall semester, then it was the beginning of spring semester. The The fall semester was the hardest. Um, yep. The spring, it was kind of like a new set of classes. You know, I had kind of accepted the fact of my mistake and I wanted to move forward with my life. So spring semester was great. It was amazing. Um, I really plugged in with my community here in the business school and in Catholic Gators, which has been such a source of so much, so much light, uh, so much joy and light in my life. I found some of my closest friends that I know I'll have for many, 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 many years. It's oh, um, amazing. Yeah, and I have really had I had the opportunity to really grow deep in my faith and really firmly root myself in you know, my identity in Christ and not in my sport. And so um, that was super important for me. And then I was doing well in classes, you know, meeting my professors, because when you're in sports, it's, it's a lot harder to, I guess, go to go to class every time, every day. If you're traveling, we're playing 70 games in a semester. You know, we're going to be in different states. I mean, I've been in three time zones in the past week and a half. So that's obviously difficult um, to keep up with school. So um it was it was a great opportunity for me to just explore other things and um, really learn that you know anything that we any value we have on any value we place on anything in this world whether that's a role or an item or um, just a position of power like it it can go away and it just means that you know we can't place that much importance on things of this world and like I think God was telling me that. He's like, look wow. at me, come, come to me and I will give you peace. I'll give you rest. Cause I was after that, that time of just like sleeping, sleeping through an alarm, which an alarm didn't even go off. I still tell myself this. Um, I, I would wake up in the night so anxious and be like very mm -hmm. upset and shaking. And I'm like, I can't believe this entire year of training, all of 
the lead up to COVID, um, a, a lot of people along the way also said that I could never um, play it at, at this level. And so I felt like all of that was, was for nothing. And I, I lacked a lot of purpose in, in my life. And I realized God, God was showing me that of just like, that doesn't yeah. matter. Look at me, come to me. And so. Um, it's it's pretty amazing how he works with kind of, you get broken down and you kind of start to discover things about yourself that you never knew before. Right. Um, realize who you are. And then that's kind of when things start to present themselves and you're like a whole new version of yourself with this new identity and who you are as a daughter of Christ. And so speak to like, you know, the next, the next step, kind of what took place with maybe your perspective on softball itself, where, you know, how did that kind of change? Well, my perspective on softball, it was harder to follow. I think on the period of time where I was off the team, I, I kind of unplugged. I couldn't really follow college softball at that point, especially Gator softball, because I knew all the girls. I was training with everybody, and it was too hard to follow. So I just unplugged, and I had to take a step away. Um, I still, you know, kept my speed up. I was still training. Um, at that point, I had exited um, – um, an active roster, which meant I was eligible to enter the transfer portal. So mm -hmm. I was talking to other schools because at that point I discovered something new about myself, which I didn't think I would be able to play division one softball. And because multiple people along the way, including a, a coach of one of my coaches actually in travel ball kicked me off a team because I didn't, I didn't dive for a ball one time. And wow. he told wow. me, Intense. He told me it was like one of the first games he put me into. Um, and I was, I was super inexperienced and I definitely was not looking too good, but he said, he said that I would never play big girl softball and he doesn't want to waste my time. So in the middle of the tournament, he kicked me off the team. And that, that was like, that was something that kind of shook me up early on and kind of um, kept me from pursuing bigger universities for softball. Hmm. And so I was, again, I was a student. I wasn't really, I was like, if it happens, it happens. Like I'll be a walk on somewhere. And I tried to walk on at other programs and talk to coaches at other camps and schools. But um, yeah, I had to step away. My perspective changed of just like, okay, it's a part of, it's a part of my life. It's not a part. It's, it, it is a part of who I am in terms of it builds so many valuable skills and, mm -hmm. um, it has taught me a lot about failure and perseverance. And um, I love and thank the game of softball for that, but mm. it's not who I am as a person because yeah. it's fleeting. It'll, it'll be done um, in a few years. My body will not allow me to play this sport <laughs> at some point in my life. And I have, you know, that's something you have to, to, to reconcile with. And um. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't following Gator softball. And so, but I did hear from a, like someone, uh, this is kind of going into like the transition yeah. back on the team. If yeah. That's all right. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't following it all, but I did hear about this big game and how um, FSU beat Florida, which we are huge. We are huge rivals. And um, yeah. 
long-standing rivals, just like being in the state. But um, I heard about it, and I heard that it they lost um, some something to do with base running. There was a key, there was a key run that wasn't scored, and then the next day I wake up and I thought I was hallucinating because I see coach like Coach Walton on my phone, and it's hey, are you still in town? And I'm like. Oh my gosh. Yes, I am. Um, and wow. that, that day I had, like, I had, I was doing like a consulting innovation challenge in the business school. And so I was like, he was like, can you meet with me? And I was like, okay, but I'm, I'm busy today. Like I will come after I have to, I have other obligations now. Um, yeah. anyway, he called me on Thursday. I went into practice on Friday for about 30, 40 minutes. And then I played on Saturday. Wow. This is early in the season or like middle of the season? No, no. So, so this is, I get this question a lot of just like, (laughs) at what point were you back on the team? (laughs) Cause big like Gator softball fans, they were like, Oh, I remember your first series back. And then people ask me a lot about this dead period. And so it was, I think it was three quarters of the way through the season. Wow. Like, I remember looking at the, I have my little, this is my, our, our poster of all of the girls, uh-huh. uh, but last year the, the poster had like the whole schedule on it. And it was about this, mm. it was a column about this big. And I was like, Oh, where, where is our next game? And it was like all the way down here. And this was like how much left wow. of the season there was. It was like, wow. they were, they were into the season. Um, so you were totally at peace, you know, moved, moved on second semester. Like you were, you were all good. How, they're already halfway through the season. You got to be like, there's no way I'm playing this season. And then two days, yeah. in, boom, you're in the game. That's crazy. Well, that's the great thing about softball is it, it allows a lot of different girls, different types of athletes to fulfill very different roles on the team. Right. Yeah, um, cool. You're going to have girls who can, who are really fast and who can get on base and girls who can hit bombs to hit those girls in um, girls who can run the bases really well, or girls who can, you know, just do very well defensively. And so I love softball for that reason. It just, there's so many roles that are so critical to the team that, you know, even, I mean, we had a, a Gator softball alum come in the other day and she was, she told us about like, even if you're in the dugout with the stopwatch, you're still helping the program. Like, you're helping your catcher, you're helping the pitcher, you're helping the runners like know how strong the other girls' arms are. And you're you're still, you know, a key part of the program, even if you might not be like an all American starter. Um, we all have yeah. our roles on the team. No, that's awesome. That's just a, it's an incredible, inspiring <laughs> story to just stick to your guns and persevere. Like right on brand with what our mission here is at Novice. And um, that's what's made it so fun to work together, just getting started with everything, knowing you have such a great story to share with so many people out there, not even just in the athletic world, but just staying true to yourself, knowing your worth, getting after it and claiming your crown. And now you're on, you know, you went to the College World Series that season. And now, you know, your, your team is, you know, you guys are always like a top 10 team in the nation. So it's just, it's really, really inspiring and awesome to, to hear your story and hear you share about it and the lessons. So it's awesome. Thank you. So Christina, you 
approach novice at seek and it may have just kind of been like a fact-finding mission like hey this company is sponsoring the conference let me just check them out and see what they're about and now you're a novice athlete when did you know in talking with dan or maybe a phone call with garrett that like you know how do i become part of this that you wanted to become part of it yeah so you kind of just kind of explained i yeah i met with dan he was at the stand you guys had set up at seek and this was my first time at seek and being surrounded by like so many different catholic companies and i was like this is great like (laughs) i love this and and the fact that there's an intersection of faith sports um faith and sports and 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 novice i i I was like this is this is incredible i'd love to be a part of something like this and so i walked up and i was i was like wanting to meet i guess the people sponsoring our event and thank them at least, you know, just the fair least like, Oh, just, Hey, thanks for putting this on for us. It was, it's really cool. Could you just tell me more about the brand? And I had heard a little bit about novice from a, a mutual friend, actually one of my, my sister's um, friends is from New York and she, she told me about novice a while ago, but I, I, I didn't really know. It was kind of hard to, I guess, yeah understand the brand at the mm-hmm. at that point it was a few years ago um but dan gave a really you know great presentation and he was like oh yeah i'm and i like work with nil and stuff and i was like oh cool like that's a super new space and i learned about his role and everything and so he set up a call and i got to meet garrett and i just i loved the culture here and i i thought you know what you guys are doing is amazing and i wanted to be a part of it Nick and G, I'll get out of the way here in a second and let you guys have the final word. Uh, people are, there are certainly people who just listen to this Crowncast on either Apple, Spotify, or Amazon. But for the, the viewer, there's a home plate on the wall behind you. What is that? Oh, um, that's from the World Series, actually. It's, it's was sold um, at the stands, and I bought it and asked the team to sign it. And also... Funny story. I wish I could grab it right now, but the um, the whole front is all the players' signatures, and then I was like, I gotta get the the managers because they do so much, and that was the first Not time right. they traveled. Like the whole staff traveled. Wow. Um, to Oklahoma City. So, on the back um of the plate, because we ran out of space, we ran out of space on the thing. Um, all the managers and staff um have their their signature too because they're behind cool. the scenes of everything. So. Um, that's yeah. so cool. That's awesome. Uh, Christina, you're wearing the Claim Your Crown t-shirt. Um, and Nick and G, I don't know if you guys know this, but long before Christina was claiming her crown with Novice, she was wearing a crown. Can you explain to us what the Harvest Queen is? Oh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> no! <laughs> what? How did you... Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, okay, that's so funny you bring that up. Yeah, so like I said, I <laughs> I was involved with a lot of different things in high school. Um, there was a local pageant that was held every year, and I was always looking for unique ways to get involved with my community. And um, the local, it's like a local pageant that allows girls to um, compete for a scholarship and also um, for an opportunity to represent our county. So Hillsborough County Harvest Queen um, really represents 
the um, presence of agriculture in my area. Mm-hmm. So I was able to learn a lot about um, my county and how much it contributes to agriculture, the dairy industry. I mean, I grew up next to a strawberry field. I'm from Tampa, but I really, I, I grew up on the outskirts of Tampa. No one knows where, you wow. know, where I, where I really live. And when I say my town, they're like, what? And so um, I just say Tampa, but I grew up by the strawberry fields. So um, in what town? Shout it out. Okay. Dover, Florida. All right. Dover. All right. Yeah, Dover, Florida. Um, and yeah, so I, I saw as an opportunity to kind of put myself out of my comfort zone. Actually, the process of um, competing in a pageant is so ex- it's so um, extenuous. Like you have to prepare a resume. You have to get ready for an interview. You have to interview with a panel of judges who are going to ask you questions about, you know, yourself and they'll also ask like they asked me a few technical questions too just to like pick my brain and see how my mm. brain works and then um it was also an opportunity to get better at public speaking and just general confidence and answering questions on stage and so um that was those were all some like things that I wasn't extremely comfortable with so I saw it as an opportunity to push myself out of my comfort zone and then I ended up winning and then it became such an amazing community of people and I learned so much about my community and then I was able to organize different drives we can we collected like blankets for um cancer patients Mm -hmm. um we through this um the county office we connect uh we collected uh prom dresses for girls in foster care um it was just a lot of great community service opportunities and it was really fun in the process because any chance that I get to dress up I do and um yeah so that is what Harvest Queen was it was it was amazing crown claim there it is that's a crown claim (laughs) moment that's amazing (laughs) that's great yeah well I mean I think this has been great obviously your story is is inspiring all of us it's great for us to just hear it again and again to continue to um, really chase the dreams that are kind of set within our hearts. And um, yeah, we're excited to see what Gator Nation and the the softball squad does this season. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. I wish we we could get down. Nick was down in Florida a couple of weeks ago. in Miami. Um, But I mean, again, you you don't really get up this far North, do you? (laughs) Not It'll usually. Usually it's the northern teams coming down to the warm weather. Yeah, yeah. That's what we Especially did. Especially this one in the year. Yeah. I know. We had a couple games when we were at Maine down in Miami, and it was like it was just a dream just to get down there in the <laughs> oh, middle yeah. of March. Come back to campus with a tan, and everyone would be like, wow. Look at those guys. <laughs> but – but no, you're we're excited for you. The rest of this season we'll be praying for you and uh you know, you got an amazing platform. You're doing amazing things, and it's it's definitely inspiring. And we're we're happy to be a part of it, and we're going to continue to to help support you. And we appreciate you supporting us. We're excited. Thank you, Thank you so much. I really, I'm. I feel so blessed to. I don't know. I've met Dan randomly and <laughs> been introduced to you guys and, and novice and all you guys are doing. So yeah. thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it. And I need all the prayers and I, I just know that I'm praying for you too. 